0: Everybody, welcome to another podcast of Mark Kumar, and my, my name is Mark Kumar. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur. Today I have Cody, who is going to help you get leads, more importantly, get how you can get paying clients for your business. So Cody, please take your time, or this moment to introduce yourself, and then we can rock and roll.
1: Mark, man, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to kind of chat with you today and just, uh, you know, try to provide as much value as I potentially can. Uh, You know, my backstory, I spent 10 years in the telecom industry, managing teams, Helping, uh, hel- helping you know, really teams grow and helping people find solutions in the telecom industry. Uh, always had a passion for marketing. Grew up in southwestern Ontario. I am from Peterborough, Ontario, but an hour east of Toronto. Uh, moved here about nine years ago. Decided that, uh, you know, I wanted to move this way. Went to school, did my thing, and uh, really went on a journey um, probably over the last year, oh more than that now probably over the last three years been on this marketing journey, uh, building a marketing agency. When I pivoted out of telecom I went into marketing and our marketing agency has been growing rapidly just helping entrepreneurs attract more leads, automate their lead nurture, close more clients. So uh, we've had the privilege to work across multiple uh, sectors, multiple niches uh, with businesses across North America so it's been really, it's been an extremely enlightening experience. We have a team of seven in-house and then we have Uh, people that work remotely for us across uh, across Ontario so it's uh, you know that's kind of high level overview of me I love work Um, you know I'm super passionate about entrepreneurship and business and sales and uh, that's kind of high level overview of me I think uh, I think you know I covered everything that's more uh, that got me to where I am today
0: Awesome, man. that's amazing stuff like a lot of stuff that you do a like, lot different things I love the sales people I love them because they're like they are I believe are mm. the most critical people when it comes to business you know if you don't have sales you got no business what I call it, it's just an expensive hobby you just throw your money out there and nothing comes out so tell me a little bit about like your sales background if you don't mind like how, how yeah. did that help you?
1: Yeah, so I started my one of my first jobs at a high school was actually a sales job. So I worked for a company called Future Shop and they were like kind of sub, of a they were a subsidiary to Best Buy. So I they were a commission only environment. We worked in sales. I sell I sold telecom, sold electronics in that store. I had a lot of great department sales managers that really took me under their wing at a young age and taught me kind of the gift of gab. And I always had the gift of gab, but I never really knew how to channel that in order in a really good sales process. So, um, you know, I learned sales through more of a structured approach in person, just really helping people find solutions. And that's really, I think that we as entrepreneurs and we as salespeople really do. We help people find solutions. And when I had mentors and I had people that were just really great at training me and teaching me, kind of showing me the ropes as a young kid, uh, I was kind of a shy and awkward uh, person. I loved playing in music in high school and sales was really that coming out party for me that really helped me kind of create confidence in my own self that really allowed me more than anything to become the person I am today. And it was through, you know, this understanding of like, I hated school. Like I, like growing up in high school, I think like I missed, I can't even count the amount of classes that I missed. I just didn't enjoy it. Like it wasn't for me. And uh, sales was kind of, like I said, it was the coming out party for me that really, I finally had something that I'm like, I, I feel like I'm good at, and I feel that I can really communicate I can really build relationships, and that's really what sales was for me. It was it, it was the ability to find something that I actually enjoyed, and find something that really sparked a passion inside of me. And after that, like you know, getting into entrepreneurship. But I think sales was really the the backbone for why I am able to build business that we've been able to build, why, why I'm able to communicate our message with people and help more business owners grow online is because I have that sales background and yeah, you know, I'm just ever so grateful for the mentors and the people that kind of took me under their wing that taught me sales uh, because I I wouldn't be here with the, without them and without them taking me under their wing. Awesome, man, that's that's amazing backstory.
0: And then if you say something about like the, your communication to your client, yeah. I know you may have done this in the past. I know a lot of people who are still going to the process where like, hey, they have this shiny object. I could do this, I could do that, I could do that, and all that okay. stuff. And then next thing you know, they become jack of all trades. So any advice you can give to people who are like, only go for this particular client because it may not seem like it's the right thing right now but long term they will it will pay off
1: yeah man uh you know we work with a lot of realtors and that was kind of the first that was really the first one of the first niches that really sparked my interest and i was super passionate about and this is like this is really hard for people to really like, I, and I think I'm answering your question. I hope like, te- correct me if I'm if I'm not answering it right. But it, the, the question is along the lines of how, to, how do somebody find a, a niche or an industry to serve? Is that like what you're asking? Yep. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, biggest thing I would say is like, try not to overcomplicate the journey of finding a niche or finding an industry to work with. I think that more than anything, people are just look for case studies. So when you're first starting out, what I what I what I did is I just offered to work for free for a bunch of realtors and uh, or at a discounted rate that was able that created essentially the ability for us to create case studies to get in front of more realtors to actually charge them what we're worth. So I I think that I, I don't like my, my encouragement is trying not to overthink the whole niche thing. Everyone's like, oh, you got a niche down. And I know Russell Brunson talks about you know one of my one of my favorite people in the marketing world talks about, you know, one avatar, one offer. And I think that's super important, but I think people romanticize this idea of a niche or of working only with a specific industry in order to grow your business. I think that if your marketing efforts are aligned towards that niche and you can communicate, you understand their pain points, what keeps them up at night. I think all that is super important, but I think naturally what's going to happen is you're going to serve that niche and then other, niches or other industries are going to be drawn to you as well they're either going to be a drawn to your business or they're going to be drawn to you as a person and we've worked across multiple industries multiple sectors in lead generation not just realtors we work with mortgage brokers physiotherapists worked across multiple sectors i think that once you can identify a specific niche and become really really good at that craft people naturally will come to you but that doesn't necessarily mean you're only going to work with that specific uh, niche. So, you know, the biggest encouragement I would say is like, don't overthink it. Just pick one, like pick something, pick a niche. And if you like it, then run with it. If you find you hate it, then, uh, you know, go and find something else. I think people are a little bit too literal about this con conversation. I'm glad you brought it up because it's something I've, I've thought a lot about over the last year, as we work with more and more realtors that just come to us now, um, I I think more than anything, I think that if you can really identify the type of person that you're looking to really work with, I think that ultimately you'll find where that person is. Like for example, we just signed on a shopping food company uh, that we're getting some pretty incredible results for. They're not a realtor, they just kind of came to me. I found like we did our two call sales process and honestly, one of my best clients so far, Um, just because of the personality type that, you know, I connect really well with that, that specific said client. Um, So the biggest thing I would say in regards to finding a niche is just don't overthink it, find a niche, get a bunch of case studies in that niche, and then Mm -hmm. reposition and go help somebody else if you want to. But the biggest thing I would say is find the type of person you're looking to serve. Um, because I find the reason I love serving realtors is because they're passionate, they're entrepreneurial, they're entrepreneur mindset focused. Um, you know, they're, they're hustlers. They often like will work and they'll give all they have to their clients, the good ones anyways. Um, and yeah, you know, they just, they're really focused on building either a team and it's like even try to identify sub niches as well, where it's like, you can work with a bunch of realtors or you can work with a bunch of real estate teams. So it's like, they are two different types of people. So I think that if you can identify the type, A, the type of person you're looking at to work with, and then B, the specific industry you're looking to work in, then you attract, I don't know, you just begin to attract the, the type of people that you really want to serve. Right. I guess we'll, if I could summarize the whole thing, rather
0: than going into an industry specific, you can go like individual, like even though within the industry, you have an individual who you really connect with and you like their energy level, like, Hey, this is great. And then I can work with that kind of person and then, then run the referral system and all it's correct. Yeah, man. Know?
1: I, I, you're a hundred percent right because I like to work with the, I think the reason I love working with realtors and I just communicate so well with them is I'm a fairly energetic person and realtors are very brand focused or the ones, at least the ones that are drawn to us because I'm an energetic person and I have it like, you know, again, I like people think I've drank like five cups of coffee today, which I probably have. Uh, but because I have that energy, I find that my energy really translates well to that specific niche. So, that would be the encouragement I would have is try not to overthink it and just, you know, choose one. Awesome. Hey, guys, I
0: just want to take a quick moment to tell you thank you so much for listening to this podcast and all the podcasts that you have listened to it. If you truly enjoyed what you were listening to it, make sure you click that subscribe button wherever you're listening to it. And also, I have a something special that I want to offer to you that is truly going to help you take your business to a 10x level. If that's something you're interested in, make sure you go to markkumar.com forward slash gift. Once again, the URL is markkumar.com forward slash gift. And in there, I have something that I really truly believe is going to help you go take your business to the next level a lot faster. Now, back to your episode Man, awesome! So, so all the, your company. What is your
1: company name again? Studio PTBO. And what do you
0: guys specialize in?
1: Yeah. So you know, we have kind of core four key core functions to our business. So our, our kind of our model is attract, nurture, convert. And how we do that, and how do we help entrepreneurs grow in the online spaces? So we build uh, custom WordPress websites. We do lead generation on Facebook and Instagram. We build. Uh, you know, content like graphic design, logos, all that stuff. And then we do video we do video storytelling and photography storytelling. So that's kind of the the, the four key core functions of our business that essentially play into our model of attract nurture convert.
0: Awesome. So that's that's a variety of different things. I think any yeah. business owner would be happy to be like, your client's like, okay, that's very important. So can we just focus on the lead generation part totally. of it? Well, like, yeah, let's just do a case study, like a live case study, right? So if I come to you and I say, mm-hmm. I wanna have lead. So some people might be like, lead could be just someone who can just opt into your list or lead could be somebody who's paying you and, and things in that nature. So if I come to you and say, I uh, let's just say, Hey Cody, I want to lead. So, what will be the next process as part of your company that you walk me through that journey? I guess
1: the onboarding process. Yeah, the onboarding. That's a great question. I've I've uh, I've explained this, but I've never been asked this on a podcast. So this is cool. So essentially, when a client potentially comes to us and they they say, Hey, you know, we really want to work with you, or um, we really want X result, we generally have a two call sales process. So the first call we really focus around really trying to provide a massive amount of value back to the business owner and trying to figure out whether or not we're a fit. And you know, again, like we were, our solution isn't for everyone depending on where they are at and their business. Like if you don't have an offer and you're trying to figure out that offer, we might not be the right fit for you. You might need a business coach rather than a marketing company. So what we really try to look at is we try to look at your business, your sales process and your marketing currently, And we try to identify whether or not we can help you to get you to where you wanna go. So generally our first call is about a 45 minute to an hour um, lead gen scale call. That really helps us identify whether or not we both feel like we're a fit to partner together if we feel like we're a fit to partner together what we'll do is we'll go and run a uh, an account audit of where you're currently at in your marketing Um, what we'll do is we'll on the on the second call that we book on that after that first call if we feel like we're a fit what we'll do after that is we will go in and actually uh, go through the process and then we'll go through some investment options should we decide to kind of move forward it's kind of the onboarding after that? It's like, once a client decides to work with us, the next step is generally we book a one hour onboarding call with our team. Uh, we'd be with an account manager. And uh, if you're talking specifically lead generation, be with account manager and one of our Facebook ad specialists. And we really try to identify who are we trying to reach? What, what are, like, what are their pain points? What are your current assets, your branding? And we really try to build a strategy around where are you at now? Where do you want to be in six months? Where do you want to be in 12 months? And we really try to just implement our attract, nurture, convert. So we really look at lead as like somebody that surrenders their name, their email address, and their phone number. And then once they surrender, then we look at, and they surrender that information in exchange for whether it be a case study, whether it be a, um, you know, ebook, whether it be a webinar, whatever your essentially your offer may be in the online space in order to get that name, email, address, and phone number. What we then work on is then nurture. So our focus there is how can we begin continue the uh How can we continue the relationship build, like the know, like and trust factor in the online space through retargeting, email, text automation, to get them to the point of conversion. And this is really where your sales process takes over to help you identify every business has a different sales process. Like for example, we had a uh, shopping food company we just signed on that generated about 152 leads in the course of three days. Their average uh, lead prior to working with us was about 20 bucks a lead. We were able to drop that to a dollar a lead and, not only we were able to do that we were able to generate them two sales in the course of three days and a bunch of follow-up calls so they were super happy we were able they didn't have a sales process they had a lead flow and a lead nurture issue so every business is different and we truly try to identify where you're currently at and where you want to go and if we feel like we can help you get to where you want to go then we'll decide to partner together that's kind of the process of what it looks like to work with our team uh we're really uh, strategic about who we bring on because again we want we want to feel like we can get you the results and we, we want you to believe in our ability to get you those results that's awesome just out of curiosity so in
0: your 45 minute first call i think mm-hmm. it's yeah. outstanding because during that time you could literally get to know somebody and then whether you are the right fit or not whatever and then what are some of the challenges or the opportunities that you have seen during that call that you were like this is so obvious to us but the clients are coming to you and they don't
1: realize it and then you tell them it's like oh it clicked yeah i I would say the biggest thing in the industry right now when it comes to lead generation is just lead follow-up i think that a lot of people have this warped under like warped understanding of how long they can let a lead wait for them to respond to them so we know that based on uh, scientific studies based on CRM data that if you follow up with a lead within five minutes you increase your conversion rate by a hundred times so because we know that because like you know companies like HubSpot put out articles we encourage our clients to pick up the phone and call their leads we know that if you can if, if you can get on the phone with a lead to get them into like a meeting or whatever your sales process may look like we know how to essentially generate those leads. Your sales process needs to take over. So oftentimes we look for how quickly do you follow up with leads? Um, you know, what, what does your lead flow look like? And we generally like to go through an exercise of like, how many leads did you get last month? Okay, cool, how many leads did you get in the month before that? Okay, cool, how about the month before that? We really try to identify, are, are they thinking about these things? Are they tracking these things? Do they know how to scale their business? Where are they at in scaling their business? And really we, because, I, I've had the privilege to work with you know, some amazing mentors. I firmly believe in having a business coach. We have a business coach specifically for our business. And my business coach essentially taught me the five key core functions of growing a business. And that's lead generation, lead nurture, conversion, delivery, retention, resell, upsell. So what we look to do is do, do these companies have plans for how they are going to take the customer through each step and prospects and needs through each step of that process? And um, I would say the biggest to answer your question, the biggest glaring thing that we see is lead follow up and uh, lifetime value of a client. So a lot of people don't know how to measure. They just look at the initial sale. They don't look at over a five to 10 year window. How much am I willing to spend in order to acquire a client? So if a client spends $10,000, would I be willing to part ways with a thousand dollars to make 10 over the course of five? we have 10 X my investment so we just try to educate more than anything and try to identify where are they at in growing their business is has it been mainly referrals to this point um, and then we just try to encourage them to look at things holistically that what you got you here might not get you to the next level in your business and that's really and you know we're walking um, examples of that, of what got us here is not getting us to the next level. So it's just been super unique for sure. That's really what we look for. Or I would say the two kind of uh, paraphrase everything is the lead follow-up and the lifetime value are the two things that we see the most people not really understand within the, uh, within the sales process of growing a business. So what tips
0: would you provide your potential clients once you get them on board? Like, like not to be very specific, but generalization of like, this is the tips you should do to follow a part of it. Like, for example, I sign up to your list or send you an email or whatever on Monday morning, and then you follow up with me, let's say Monday afternoon, so like 12 o'clock or something like that. And then what's the next step? Just to generalize, yeah. not be specific.
1: Yeah, so I'll use kind of the shopping food company as an example, like, okay. uh, because I think that they like, they have an entire sales team that, you know, kind of backs them and not everyone can do this. But if you can do this, I would highly recommend you do this. So we have two offers that we have set up for them. We have an ebook offer and we have a hundred dollars off your first order offer. So that the salesperson calls every single lead that comes in, generally within five to twenty minutes. Uh, and there's there's multiple salespeople that essentially call. And with ebook, it's like, hey, I saw you downloaded the ebook. Uh, hope you get a ton of value out of it. Do you have any questions for us? And if they don't get a hold of them, what they'll do is they will schedule a follow-up call, and they'll physically say to them on the phone, "Hey, you know, I'm sorry that I missed you. I'll call you uh, next Friday at 2 p.m." And then it's just it's making the lead aware that you are going to follow up. So it's following key practices where it's like everything works. So you know, email marketing works. Um, Facebook retargeting works, text automation works, it all works, but if you use it all together, you can speed up the process to conversion. So what I would say, is, what we say to all the clients is like, do everything, but try to automate these things, automate these tasks, and you focus on the sales process of actually, once you get the lead to convert them to a, a buying client, and if they're not ready now, then ask them when, hey, when can I follow up with you? Is it six months down the road? Is it eight months down the road? And that is where we see really, really quick wins. Um, and the clients that don't have a sales process, generally we were, you know, like we'll help you, but generally I would point you in the direction of a, of a business coach that somebody that can, or a sales coach rather of somebody that can actually help you with your sales process. Okay, cool. So uh,
0: another question I think Richard brought it up, like far as the system goes in your own experience. What system in terms of lead capture goes that works
1: better over than the other ones that you have experienced? That, um, systems in far in, in regards to lead capture, like, uh, like offers or like in terms of like
0: for example system wise and what i'm what i'm referring to like for example a lot of people use aweber other people hate awebers like they're horrible because they charge you by the lead and sometimes they like whatever so Mm -hmm. just just out of curiosity which one would you say would be better i'm a
1: huge i'm a huge fan of facebook and instagram lead generation i find that the cost per lead especially now more than ever like we're experiencing cpl cost per leads the, like, the, the cost per lead we're experiencing right now in the industry is like it was back in 2012, 2013, because what's happening right now is all the big advertisers are pr- pulling all their ad spend and trying to save money because we we're in uncertain economic times. So for a, a medium sized business, a small business to essentially advertise their, their service of the product, it's never been better on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you know, the other, the other thing that we would say is like Facebook, Instagram, Google AdWords, YouTube, Pre rolls, like those, are kind of like the four key core functions that we would recommend in lead generation. I'm really bullish right now on Facebook and Instagram lead generation. It's kind of our where we find that really so many sectors and so many uh, niches and industries thrive, and in, if they set up Facebook as well, um, you know, especially with the clients that we work with. If you're a realtor, like and you're not running Facebook or Instagram ads, like you'd need to be. Like the, the cost per lead, depending on where you live, like in Toronto, uh, we have clients in Toronto area that generate leads for like 60 cents. Like, really? yeah, 60 cents to a dollar. Um, you know, And it, even in smaller markets, they can generate leads between a dollar to $5 a lead. So, you know, you can't really do that on any other platform uh, where if you understand, if you have a clear offer, and you can you understand the industry we like you know shopping food company for example we're generating like they they're selling their food packages anywhere really on ontario we're generating ebook leads for like 60 cents on the dollar um and their $100 offer i think it's about 2 bucks a lead we're getting leads for and then we're letting the retargeting the email automation the text automation and then picking up the phone and calling their leads mm-hmm. do the work so That would be this. I would say if you like, if you really want to make a real impact in your business, I would say those four like, well, technically three platforms, you know, I would say Google AdWords, YouTube, um, Facebook and Instagram. So, you know, it's either AdWords or Facebook and Instagram or, and there's other platforms. I would say, you know, like depending on the industry, I know for a fact right now, Pinterest is doing really well for a lot of people. LinkedIn ads are doing really well for some people. You just really have to identify, who your target market is and then test it, learn it, hire someone, hire a sales coach, hire a marketing company. You have to kind of identify where you're at within your learning journey and whether it's something you can um, delegate or whether it's something you wanna do yourself. Awesome, man. And what
0: advice would you give a young entrepreneur who is just starting out and like question. hey I want you to get from wherever let's say level zero right and I want you to get a level five what advice would you give to say hey you if you do blah 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 you're
1: gonna get there a lot faster I love this question because I asked I sit, I actually sat this morning and actually ask myself this question so i love that you asked me this question like i believe in serendipity i believe we were meant to have this conversation today um man the 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 question the 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 advice that i would give to my younger self and, and an entrepreneur starting out is this really like get around good advisors read as much as you possibly can take it take in as much knowledge as you can and implement it So I'm telling you, I spent probably the last year and a half, I hate, like when I graduated from university, I hated reading, Uh, I just didn't enjoy it. One of my other business partners, like you need to read more, I'm telling you, it'll change your life and I just kind of brushed it off and I finally did it and I finally implemented over the last year and a half and the the amount of, I wish I would have did this at 19. I wish I would have read more books on business, listened to more podcasts, you know, sought knowledge, uh, the, one of the coolest quotes I heard the other day was this uh, quote that said, "Success leaves clues." I would look for look to the people that have already done it, and I would either hire them, I would buy their course, I would uh, you know buy their book, and I would try to implement everything that they say. So if I'm trying to build a marketing agency, which I did, we've invested thousands of dollars to be connected with the Cat Howell community. She's ran ads for like Coca-Cola, Fujifilm. I'm in her inner mastermind. I pay her thousands of dollars a year in order to essentially make sure that I'm a part of her community and she can teach me. I've done that same with thing with sales coaches. I think that if you can find a mentor, if you can find somebody that has been where you want to go and that has a proven track record and you can either hire them buy their book, buy their course, I'm a huge believer in hiring coaches to accelerate your growth. So, if you know for a fact that you wanna build a marketing agency or you know for a fact that you want to be an investor or you wanna be a realtor, hire a coach. It's the quickest way. And I honestly wish I would have did this when I first started business. I wish I would have not taken as much out of the bank and to pay myself and I wish I would have reinvested back into my business more. And that's what I'm doing this year uh, and I did last year and it's paid off tenfold, twentyfold. 20 fold. Uh, really helped me identify and I've been to conferences all around the world uh, and that's where I reinvest my money I reinvested back into education to learn how I can get to the next level Uh, constantly be grateful you know the other thing I want to say is like is is gratitude Um, the the three I I interview a lot of entrepreneurs across uh, uh, North America similar to yourself the three things that keep coming up with every entrepreneur that I talk to and every business owner is gratitude perspective and mindset I think that If you can seek knowledge, implement it and have the right mindset and just be so freaking grateful about what you currently have, the world, the universe, God, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call it, will bless you with more. So I really, really firmly believe that that is an awesome advice.
0: That's like, wow, that's really cool, man. Thank you
1: so much for sharing that.
0: Uh, that's no pretty problem, cool. Man.
1: Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a cool learning journey for me over the last year and a half, two years. And um, you know, whatever I can do to provide value back to this community and provide ba- value back to you know, the younger version of myself or younger entrepreneurs, I I'm always take that opportunity to try to provide value.
0: All right, man, a follow-up question I have for us finding somebody who you can mm-hmm. potentially be your coach. What qualities or traits or things that you look for that would be that would considered a good coach that actually can help you? Rather, you know somebody, Joe Schmo, who reads a book, you're like, hey, you're
1: gonna do this, they potentially could help you, but I don't know. Yeah, you know, if you're like, the, the biggest thing that I would say, and like within the industry right now is try, So there's two things. So number one, look if they have a proven track record. So do they have a track record of like actually getting people results? So the proof is in the pudding. If you invest something, you wanna get, you know, an X amount of return back. The other thing is, you know, try not to shield yourself away from getting burnt, so-and-so burnt. I think that a lot of people in the industry um, when they get into it, they're like, "Well, I'm afraid to invest into this money into this coach because um, I, I'm afraid that I won't get a return on my investment." You know, you're 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 going into that experience with a lack mindset. I, I try to go into every experience with, "Okay, what can this person teach me?" Because I guarantee, if you pull out something, you hire a coach and like you find out. I've hired coaches before, and I I've gotten nothing out of the specific program great exactly but I'm, my point you know some people grateful. like you know yeah. yeah i'm grateful for the fact that i did that okay so
0: th- uh, that's a great advice don't be afraid to get burned if you get burned at least you'll learn how not to get burned in the future
1: 100 <laughs> percent, man 100 percent. like the you know again like i think ultimately track record is a big thing i think that you, you know i've hired i like again you talk to your peers as you get into this talk to people about you know, have you hired a sales coach? Who are you connected with? You know, depending on what you want to do, you want to be a coach. If you, if it's a co- if it's coaching you want to do, and that's actually what you want to be, there are people ask around, like ask, look to the people that are already there. And then those are the people I look to hire. Maybe I have to spend a little bit more, but I would rather pay them and get, get around the best. Um, you know, success leaves clues. So that's, uh, I, I tend to look at where, where are people at and, like, legitimately, have they actually done what you want to do? Have they grown an agency? And at the end of the day, people like, like it's, it's the online space. People like people can tell bullshit. Like, it, it, it is what it is. And I think at the end of the day, you'll know. And you'll, you'll, you, different people connect with different people. Like, I can, like, my sales coach is Stan Way, and I connect with him very, like, very differently than probably some other people connect with him. And so, who do you connect with? Don't be afraid to get burnt. Don't be afraid to reinvest into yourself, into your education. That's a great advice. I
0: think by now, at least I figured it out without even asking the question, but I'm going to ask anyway. So what is the future plan for Cody moving five years from now? <laughs> reinvest, reinvest.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, man, like that's that's a portion of it. I, I think that like I'm on just, uh, I'm, I'm just grateful. Every day I wake up, I'm just grateful for what I have. And I, You know i heard something the other day well not the other day i heard it it this about two months ago when i was in san diego at a brandon burchard conference uh one of my good friends sent me this clip it's matthew mcconaughey's uh, motivational speech where he talks about how he's constantly chasing the 10 year old version older of himself so when he was 15 he was chasing the 25 year old version when he's 25 he's chasing the 35 year old version i've really tried to lean into that and really try to understand that on a deeper level that i'm always chasing you know the the better version of myself i'm trying to remain in my own head you know just create good practices get around good people um you know i'm just i i feel like we have such a good team right now and i'm just focused on growth i've said a no to a lot of things over the last year because i i feel like i know where we're headed and i feel like I I, I know I'm looking to that 10 year old version of myself that, you know, I'm 29 now that 39 year old version of myself, I'm chasing that person. That keeps me motivated on a daily basis. Um, when I really leaned at that, understand the gratitude, the perspective, and just the fact that I have a kick-ass team. Um, and I just, I really, I think that that more than anything is the plan for me is just take it day by day. And continue to grow the business, continue to work with really good people. And that's really kind of my focus.
0: Awesome, man. And first of all, Cody, I just wanna say thank you so much for being in the show. I truly appreciate it. I know so everybody who's gonna listen thank to it, so they're great. gonna actually appreciate it. All the knowledge stuff that you shared here, they're definitely actionable, not lost something in, in theories like, you know, whatever. So thank you so much for being here. And I that's just wanna leave this with you. Anything else you wanna share Number one, anything you want to share. Number two, how can people get in touch with you or your company?
1: Yeah, yeah, the the thing. Last thing I would share is just that, like gratitude. Everything starts with gratitude and mindset. If you can start there, and you can find different ways to get grateful every morning, protect your morning. uh, Just really lean into gratitude. Chase the you know the thirty-nine-year-old version of yourself. If you're twenty-nine like myself, I would leave that with you. In regards to getting contact me, uh, you know, it's on Instagram, it's at codmay, uh, pretty active on Instagram. If you want to reach out to us directly, just go to studio PTBO. So studio P is a Peter, T is in Tom, B as a boy, O Oscar. dot Oscar.com. And uh, you can connect with us there. You kind of get an idea of what we do, who we help. And uh, we'd love the opportunity to chat with you. If you're looking to attract leads, automate your lead nurture and close clients. That's really what we do. That's what we help with. And uh, that's essentially where they can reach us.
0: Awesome, man. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right.